بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Last week we talked about the comparison of this worldly life with Akhirah. This worldly life is short and its enjoyment comes to an end. Whereas Akhirah is eternal and its enjoyments and its blessings and bounties and pleasures are also everlasting. And we'll continue with this topic because it is one of extreme importance. We know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We have been created for worship. And ulama say that the purpose of this worship is ma'rifah, recognition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَلَا تَكُمْ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ Do not be amongst the ignorant, the people who are, who are heedless, um, who do not have this recognition. So this time in the world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us in the world, He has given us in order to worship Him. And the purpose of worship is to recognize, because part of worship is what? To recite the Quran, to understand its meanings, to ponder upon its meanings. And this recitation of the Quran and pondering upon its meanings does what? It gives us recognition, which is required. A believer is expected to attain recognition and deep knowledge, deep conviction about certain things. The first one, about Allah, Ma'rifatullah. One has to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all know that Allah, yes, because we believe and we testify, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. So we know that Allah exists. But do we recognize it? This is different. To know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He has described Himself. To have the true love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have the true fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To, to have true hope in the mercy of Allah azza wa jal. And the second is recognition of the self. Ma'rifatullah. This is number one. Number two, ma'rifatul abdi li nafsih. That a person recognizes, who am I? Who am I? I am the servant of Allah, Abdullah. My life and death are in the control of Allah. My every movement is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only my actions and my life and death are in the control of Allah, even my heart and my will is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah says, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ That your will will not be executed unless it is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَحُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَقَلْبِهِ That Allah has control over the heart. So you have control over your heart, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ultimate control. Your control is that you can do things which will 
cleanse your heart or you can do things which will corrupt and uh, make your heart uh, full of uh, impurity. So recognizing Allah is a duty upon us. Recognizing ourselves, because all those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us in the Quran who gained success, they recognize themselves. As what? Huh? As what? I am a servant of Allah who has submitted himself to the will of Allah. Okay. And those who are at loss and the losers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relays towards their account in the Quran, they did what? They did not recognize their true self. Okay. They did not realize, come to the realization that I am a servant of Allah. Rather, uh, no, I have acquired this through my knowledge, like Qarun said, He did not say, I am a servant of Allah and Allah blessed me. He said, no, no, I worked very hard. This is his understanding, his recognition of himself. But this is a false recognition. The other is Sahibul Jannatain in Surah Al-Kahf. He said, وَمَا أَظُنُّ السَّاعَةَ قَائِمًا وَلَا إِنْ رُدِدْتُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّي لَأَجِدَنَّ خَيْرًا مِنْهَا مُنْقَلَبًا That I do not think that the judgment day will come. And if there is a judgment day, and if there is a questioning, then I, an afterlife, then since Allah has given me such great amount of wealth in this in this world then surely he will look after me in in akhirah so the recognition is not what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants so recognizing allah when a person recognizes allah love all of these qualities that rasulullah speaks about in the quran in, in the hadith come into the heart of the believer love respect all for the commandments of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, fear of the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to our shortcomings and our weakness. Yes, because a person realizes when he understands and recognizes who Allah is and who himself is, two things. Ulama say that when a person gains this ma'rifah, he leaves this world not having done enough of two things. Number one, praising Allah. Because now you have recognized Allah, you realize no matter how much you praise him, it's not enough. So you leave this world having not completed the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah Azza wa says All the oceans of the world were made into ink and all the trees were made into pens and human, jinn and angels all gather together and Allah opens the doors of knowledge and wisdom and they start to write the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The sea and the ocean will come to an end. That ink will come to and end and the pens will break and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَوْ جِئْنَا بِمِثْلِهِ مَدَدًا and even if that is doubled the amount and quantity of ink and pens is doubled even then what will happen you cannot complete the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is why Rasulullah says to in his dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَا نُحْصِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْكَ we cannot praise him as he deserves as he is owed. You are as you have praised yourself. And this is the reason that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to us, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Because if Allah did not reveal that word to us, Alhamdu, then we wouldn't know how to praise Allah. 
would not have the formula to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even this formula, if you continue doing hamd all of your life, alhamdulillah, 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 every moment of your life, you will have left this world not having praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough. So this is in relation to when a person recognizes Allah, they cannot praise Allah enough. This is why a sign of recognition of Allah is dhikr. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la. All of these is glorifying Allah, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, declaring the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is all praise for Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for his servant to praise him. Why? It's not because like us, we like to be praised as well. Yes, we like to be praised. And this is one of the most difficult uh, human uh, traits that a person can get rid of and it comes at a very late late stage in uh, uh, iman and taqwa that a per every human being likes praise yes? we like to be praised why because we are incomplete and when people praise us we forget about that incompleteness we say yeah actually i am mashallah alhamdulillah yes okay so it makes us feel good about ourselves so praising us does not serve them anything. It serves us. Yes. Whereas praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is complete. We do not even have the words or the capability to praise him the way he deserves. But he likes for us to praise him because we will grow in recognition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us for that praise. So the first level is to recognize Allah. And because of that, a person does not will leave this world having not done enough praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Rasulullah said, the people who enter paradise will not have regret over anything. Meaning, they will not worry about the world and everything they left behind. Or regret the sacrifices and the efforts which they made in order to enter into Jannah. But they will regret one thing. Any moment that has passed without remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second is that a person leaves this world not having cried enough over his sins. Because he's recognized Allah and he's recognized himself. That I am full of shortcomings. There are sins which I commit openly. There are some that I commit secretly in front of people and away from people. There are sins that I commit with my body. There are sins that I commit with my heart and mind. There are sins that I am aware of. And there are sins I am not even aware of. Because I am in a, a state of ghafla, heedlessness. And I commit sins and I don't pay it any attention. And Rasulullah says about the person will say a word, not paying any attention to it, but it will be a cause for that person to fall into the lowest pits of hellfire. So when a person and a human being recognizes this, a believer recognizes that I am weak, then no matter how much he cries or she cries about sins, it is not enough. Certain Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'een, were warned about their crying. That you cry so much anymore and you will lose your eyesight. 
The response was, what is the use of an eye that does not shed tears out of fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? One of such Sahaba is Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu. Some Sahaba were known to have deep and dark um, uh, marks due to excessive crying. Not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a tyrant, is going to punish without reason. No, no. They know the justice of Allah. They know the mercy of Allah. But they are crying over their weakness. They have recognized themselves. And they are crying because they do not know whether they are deservant of the mercy of Allah. Have I done the actions which will cause me to be in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or am I not deserving of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is why Umar uh, al-Khattab famous statement is if I knew that everyone is going to hellfire except one person I would hope that would be me. Why? Because he recognized Allah. He recognized the mercy of Allah, the clemency of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fadl and bounty and blessing of Allah azza wa jal. And he said also if entire mankind was going to enter hellfire, uh, enter paradise, and only one person is going to enter hellfire, then I would fear that is me. Why? Because he recognized himself. So recognizing Allah, recognizing oneself, extremely important. If we leave this world without having gained two, these two, then we have not fulfilled our task on earth. We might have done part of it. We've prayed salah, we've done hajj, we've done some uh, good dealings with people, some ibadat, some good acting and uh, actions towards people, charitable uh, donations and what have you. But we have not completed. If you want to complete the task is that you leave Allah knowing him, recognizing him and knowing yourself and recognizing yourself. The second. So this is one group. Recognizing Allah and recognizing oneself. And it goes hand in hand. You cannot recognize Allah without knowing your, your true place. This is one, one group. The second is recognizing that this world is temporary and its pleasures are temporary. And recognizing that Akhirah is everlasting. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran. You give preference to this worldly life. He's speaking to whom? He's not speaking to Abu Jahl. <laughs> okay. Or Umayy ibn Khalaf. He's speaking to Sahaba. He says, you, Sahaba. This is your nature. You give preference to this worldly life because you are present with, with the world. So this is what? A verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shedding light on this matter. And a verse of warning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya yaladina amanu malakum ida kila lakumun firu fi sabili lahi thakaltum ila al ard, araditum bil hayatid dunya min al akhirah. When you are called for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to sacrifice your wealth and your life defending Islam and the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so it is raised in the land, you do what? Ithaqaltum ila al ard. You are weighed down to the earth and this is it has wisdom in it this word that the person the more you have the less you are able to spring when you hear the call to obey Allah and his messenger and give preference to Akhirah but the person who doesn't have a great deal of weight they are easier it is easier for them 
He says, أَرَضِيْتُمْ بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا مِنَ الْآخِرَةِ Are you pleased to gain this worldly life at the cost of akhira, of the afterlife? فَمَا مَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ إِلَّا قَلِيلٌ The enjoyment of this worldly life in comparison to akhira is only short-lived. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in relation to the battle of Badr and when Rasulullah took ransom from the, from the prisoners, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, said what to Rasulullah and Sahaba? Huh? Huh? No. You want the material of this world and Allah wants the afterlife. Meaning he wants the afterlife for you. These commands are not here in order to prevent you from enjoying. No, Allah says you will enjoy eternally and this is what I want for you. So recognizing akhirah and recognizing Dunya. This is the second group. And then a third group that stems from both, which is recognizing the value of good deeds and recognizing the value of wealth. That wealth, what is the value of wealth? Rasulullah said, the world and everything it contains everything on the face of this world and everything that is that is yet to be extracted oil gold silver gems pearls whatever you want all of it from the time of adam until the from the time allah created the earth until the day of qiyamah rasulullah said if all of that was equivalent to the wing of a fly wing of a fly it has no value absolutely no value he did not say a fly the wing of the fly already the fly has no value for the human being there is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created it but the wing does not is only a part of that creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah, Rasulullah says that if Allah considered the value of this world and everything it contains as much as the wing of a fly, he would not grant a disbelieving servant of his a single drop of water. So no value. What we are seeking has no value. What is valuable? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. The remembrance of Allah is greatest. Meaning, ulama say, akbaru min kulli shay. It is greater than everything on the face of this earth. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah said that, ad-dunya mal'oona, mal'oonun ma fiha illa dhikrallahi wa ma walahu wa aliman wa muta'alima. That this world is cursed. And everything in it is cursed. What is the meaning of cursed? Not meaning that Allah is cursing it day and night. No. It means, it is void of blessing and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Since Allah created this world, the material of this world, He never looked at it with the sight of mercy. 
So it is void of mercy. Rasulullah said, accept dhikrallah, remembrance of Allah. وعالماً ومتعالماً. And somebody who is seeking knowledge and somebody who is teaching knowledge of Islam. Other than that, no value. That is not to say that is not to say that oh, we cut ourselves completely from dunya. No, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an obligation upon us to seek the rizq in, in the land. But knowing and recognizing that it is not valuable. What is valuable in the sight of Allah is belief and good deeds. Good deeds are so valuable in the sight of Allah. One side he says the world and everything it contains does not, is not equal to what? The wing of a fly. On the other side, the Rasulullah says in the hadith, the meaning of which that La ilaha illallah, just the kalima. If it was placed in one side of the scale and on the other side you place the seven heavens and the earth and everything they contain in them with their human and their jinns and their buildings and you know, their angels and everything on one side. La ilaha illallah without way. A single statement without way. So recognizing Allah, recognizing oneself, recognizing akhirah, recognizing dunya, recognizing the wealth of this world that it is not, it has no value and recognizing that good deeds are valuable. When a person gains this and leaves the world with this, they have gained a great deal. Just so inshallah, it looks like next week we'll continue uh, with this topic. Um, but shedding some light on the verse which we um, discussed last week. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is in a number of places in the Quran. He says, uh, okay. So plain amusement. What is the meaning of this? Because we, know to, we need to know the meaning. Play and amusement in the English language, there's no much difference. Is there? I don't know. For me, it doesn't. I think it's just two different words. They could have said play and play. Or amusement and amusement. <laughs> no great difference. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not use a word in the Quran if it has no meaning. Okay. So what is la'ib and what is lahu? And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions la'ib first. He says la'ibun wa lahu. Sometimes he says lahun wa la'ib. Why? All of that, there is hikmah and wisdom behind it. La'ib is every action that is done solely for pleasure that does not bring a great deal of benefit. And it does not require much intention as well. So action that is done seeking pleasure, but it is not giving a great deal of benefit. It is beneficial to a certain degree. It's beneficial, but there is no great deal of, of benefit and there is no hikmah in it and no wisdom like a child plays with, with toys. This is la'ib. Lahu is that la'ib which takes you away from fulfilling your responsibility and duty. So they are, they are related. That in action wise, la'ib and lahu are the same. But in lahu, 
it's more it's a graver uh, uh, matter why because number one there is no benefit in it whatsoever and i apologize sitting down watching four hours of cricket no benefit whatsoever that would be lahu especially if i miss salah in jama'ah i'm not saying this only because it's uh, cricket world cup football or any any of that yes there is now what have you gained nothing it is enjoyment that brings no no benefit whatsoever okay somebody will say oh yeah i just forget about you know stresses of life or what have you i have some interest now playing going out and playing cricket this would be considered as laib this is not impermissible as long as a person does it within uh, the hudud of sharia they fulfill and they are offering their salah and this is not diverting them away from and there is some benefit in it which is physical health uh, a person is able to decompress and all of this stress of work of family life of responsibilities and through this there's physical health mental health right so one is laib and one is lahu so i need to look into my life to see how much lahu there is and how much laib there is laib is allowed to a certain amount right because Rasulullah said to a sahabi radiallahu anhu why didn't you not, uh, not marry a a virgin a, a woman that has not been married so that you play this was so laib uh, is not haram but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the majority of your life is laib then that that becomes a concern okay wazinatun Zinatun is translated as pomp, right? Which means uh, display of beauty. Yes? And we are all guilty of this. Are we not? All of us. Now we, we were coming out for Jumu'ah. Oh, mashallah. Itar and this and that and iron clothes and all of this. Huh? Night time when we go to bed. <laughs> if we were doing it, most people deceive themselves. They say, no, no, I, I don't do this. I don't do this for people. I do it for myself. Okay, why don't you go to bed in that state? We like beautification. This doesn't mean it's haram. Allah is not saying that all of it is haram. No, no, no. It's not all haram. But it is a problem when it does what? It diverts you away from your responsibility, which is worshipping Allah and recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are uh, some of the terms mentioned and uh, explanation of them we said laib is play that has very little benefit lahu is that play which has no benefit and it does what diverts you away from the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfilling your your duty zinatun means display of of uh, beauty and this is mentioned in a number of verses. One of them is This zina comes from where? It is Allah who has put it in our hearts. He says Beautified is the love of things which we desire, which are women, gold and silver, mounting animals, uh, tilled land. And after mentioning all of these things that you have as a human being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I know that you have an inclination, an inclination toward these things, right? Uh, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu indahu husnul ma'ab. Qul a'unabbi'ukum bi khayrin min thalikum. Shall I inform you 
What is better than that which you have in your heart? قُلْ أَوْنَبِّكُمْ بِخَيْرٍ مِّنْ ذَلِكُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا النَّهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَأَزْوَاجٌ مُطَهَّرَةٌ وَرِضْوَانٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Gardens under which rivers flow Eternal خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَأَزْوَاجٌ مُطَهَّرَةٌ And purified mates Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the first verse He mentioned tilled land And he mentioned wealth In here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Gardens under which rivers flow eternal he mentions women of dunya and then he mentions the purified partners and mates in in akhirah and on top of that the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa so inshallah we'll continue next week with more verses so that we said it is not knowledge that we want it is recognition and this requires what? Speaking about it often and contemplating it often. For us to, to gain this understanding, such as the Sahabi radiallahu anhu said, Azavat nafsi anid dunya wa ashartu layti wa adma'antu nahari. And Rasulullah said to him, Arafta falzam, that you have recognized, so remain steadfast on, on uh, that state of heart.